Hi, my name is Mark Winship. I'm a full-time property investor and mentor. Welcome to my deal diary. The deal I want to talk to you about today is a project that we started back in 2018 that involved converting a series of workshops and agricultural buildings into a block of six self-contained service departments. We put heart and soul into this one, but these apartments now consistently earn us more than £5,000 per month in net cash flow, and we've used commercial lending to refinance the property, which has now paid us back all of the upfront costs we incurred to purchase and develop the apartments and has allowed us to pay an excellent return to all of our angel investors. Serviced accommodation as a strategy involves renting out property on a short-term basis. It's a hands-on strategy, but it can yield high returns when done in the right way. Prior to embarking on this project, we'd already done extensive research into demand for short-stay accommodation in the area and launched a couple of rent-to-serviced accommodation units to test the concept and to refine our systems. I would always recommend that you do this before laying down routes and taking on a bigger project. We purchased the whole site for £475,000 and we executed a title split on the day of completion. One half of the title contained a five-bedroom house in need of full refurbishment. This was valued at £375,000 in its current condition, which in effect meant that we'd purchased the workshops and agricultural buildings for £100,000. The application for planning permission to convert them into service departments was quite complex. The property is located in a conservation area and within the curtilage of a listed building, which severely restricts the external changes that can be made to the property. They're beautiful buildings and we didn't need any convincing to make every effort to preserve the heritage of the place. But nonetheless, it still meant working our designs around these restrictions and engaging the local conservation officer as required. We also engaged a planning consultant to work alongside our architect in pulling together the planning application. The application did receive a few objections, most notably from the local parish council, and it was called in to be voted on by the county council. This involved 90 seconds in the hot seat in front of a committee of councillors to make our case for approval, which is a really nerve wracking experience, particularly when you're invested in a project and you have to then sit back and watch the committee debate and vote on your proposal. Thankfully, the the approval was almost unanimous. The conversion work would be funded using a development finance loan, which involved funding drops in four instalments following a visit from a quantity surveyor to sign off on work completed during each of those periods. Due to the complexity and scale of the project, we engaged a project manager with experience in this type of conversion. Converting an old property like this will always throw you curveballs and it's important to work with a team who know what to look out for and also to have a contingency budget to cover any work you hadn't planned for. This is certainly one thing that we definitely learned the hard way. In this case, working with utility companies to install upgrade services was more costly and more time-consuming than we'd anticipated, and discovering that parts of the property had no foundations at all meant that extensive underpinning was required. When we launch new service departments in an area, we always make sure that we have a clearly defined target market. In this case, corporate travel and business stays. The beauty of a development project of this nature is that it allows you to design and spec the property from the ground up to meet the needs of your ideal guest avatar. We had lots of fun designing the space on this project. Our goal is always to create a home from home experience for our guests and this involved installing modern kitchens with washing facilities to encourage longer stays and to differentiate our product from hotel accommodation in the area and installing hardwired Ethernet connections to the internet to complement a commercial supply of high-speed Wi-Fi to allow guests to work from the apartment and, of course, to stream Netflix. 
The project took approximately eight months to complete and cost just over £250,000. The refinance of the property was a staggered process. The first stage was to refinance onto a bridge to let product because SA-specific lenders wanted to see a 12-month track record of serviced accommodation income. The property was valued at this interim stage at £440,000, which paid off the original development finance loan and made a repayment contribution of approximately 50k towards the cost of conversion. Over the next 12 months, the apartments performed extremely well, with an average occupancy of over 75%, including throughout the depths of the COVID lockdown, when we actually hit the giddy heights of 92% occupancy. With the self-contained nature of the apartments and our automated self-check-in process, allowing us to accommodate key workers where many of the hotels in the area were forced to close. COVID aside, the fact that we are not dependent upon the leisure and tourism market also meant that we're protected against much of the seasonal fluctuations that you often find with this sector. With 12 months of track record in the bag, we were able to refinance onto a commercial product which would add an investment value to the bricks and mortar value of the property. We've learned from experience to always provide a valuation pack when we have a property valued for refinance. And we were delighted when the value came back exactly as proposed at £650,000, which paid off the bridge to let product and paid us back for all of our upfront purchase and conversion costs. Not only that, but we were also able to use our serviced accommodation model to squeeze even more profitability from the deal as a cherry on the cake. Operating the property as serviced accommodation qualified it for a capital allowances claim. We used a special capital, a specialist capital allowance surveyor who identified almost £160,000 worth of qualifying expenditure, resulting in a tax-free allowance of over £30,000 spread over a number of years. The property was also registered for business rates instead of council tax, and the value assigned by the VOA qualified our business for small business rates relief, which means no rates to pay. This had a massive impact on our monthly cash flow, and when combined with the economies of scale involved in operating multiple units in a single block, means that our break-even point can be as low as 35% occupancy. This was a challenging project in many ways because much of what I've just talked about, we learnt as we went along. It certainly reminded us of the need to surround yourself with a really strong power team, Ultimately, though, the fact that we now have a property that generates significant cash flow and has paid us back everything we spent on buying and creating it has given us the foundation and the confidence to further expand our service accommodation business and to tackle even more challenging projects. I really hope that you found this deal diary interesting. To get live project updates, learnings and shares from a whole host of other property investors and mentors, why not head over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook. I'm active in that group, as are my co-hosts on the podcast. It would be great to see you over there. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you're liking the stuff we're putting out there, it really would mean a lot to us if you'd leave a short review on whichever platform you're listening on. It lets us know we're on the right track, but more importantly, it makes it easier for other people to discover the podcast. I will see you on the next episode.